Here First is sponsored by UCS Healthcare, proudly delivering healthcare services across Iowa, specializing in mental health, substance use disorder treatment, and medical care with a special focus on LGBTQIA plus healthcare. More at ucsonline.org. Today is Thursday. It is the 15th of December. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Iowa will bring in a bit less state revenue this fiscal year than last year because of tax cuts, according to the Revenue Estimating Panel. IPR's Katerina Sestarek has the details. Cuts to personal and retirement income taxes take effect January 1st. The Revenue Estimating Conference expects state revenue will drop by 1.9 percent compared to last year because of that. And in the next fiscal year, the panel is predicting revenue will stay flat. According to the estimate, Governor Kim Reynolds has about $9.5 billion to craft a proposed state budget to be considered in the upcoming legislative session. State Budget Director Craig Paulson says the state is still bringing in enough money for lawmakers to cut taxes even more if they want to. I have no concerns about meeting the obligations the state has and meeting the priorities they have with regard to state spending. A key Democrat in the Iowa Senate says the no-growth revenue estimate is a warning for Iowa's economy. The Lynn County Board of Supervisors is pressing pause on a pipeline regulation effort after a pipeline developer and anti-pipeline activists came out against it. The ordinance is a response to projects like Wolf Carbon Solutions' 280-mile pipeline. Wolf opposed the ordinance, asking the supervisors to not make quick decisions on regulations. Activists opposed to Wolf's pipeline argue the ordinance doesn't do enough to regulate new pipelines. Supervisor Stacy Walker was the first to side with postponing action. He says the county needs to make sure it does everything it can to keep residents safe. If it truly is a case that we don't have the ability to say yes or no with whether a pipeline can be here, If one is to be here, what conditions can we create to make it the safest um, um, process, the safest project? The new ordinance would have prevented a new hazardous liquid pipeline from locating too close to dwellings, places of public assembly, or in future growth areas. A North Liberty-based solar installation company closed this month after coming under new management earlier this year. The Cedar Rapids Gazette reports a lawyer who represents Moxie Solar says their liabilities exceeded the available cash and liquidity, and they ended up with not enough money to pay bills and claims. According to a July article by the Iowa Capital Dispatch, Moxie Solar and several other Iowa solar companies were under investigation by the Iowa Attorney General's office. Several of the companies had one or two complaints lodged against them with the office. Moxie had 26 complaints. Moxie Solar was founded in 2008 with offices in 27 states. It employed 45 people in Johnson County, according to the Iowa City Press Citizen. A mother and son from Iowa were in federal court yesterday facing charges from the January 6, 2021 insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. IPR's Grant Gerlach has more. Deborah Sandoval of Des Moines and her son Salvador of Ankeny were both accused of going to Washington on January 6th to try to stop Congress from certifying the 2020 election. Just as her trial was set to begin, Deborah Sandoval struck a plea agreement. By admitting to illegally entering the Capitol, three other charges were dropped. She now faces a maximum of up to one year in prison. A trial for Salvador Sandoval is now underway in D.C. District Court. He faces 12 charges, including six felonies. Prosecutors say he pushed police officers guarding the Capitol Rotunda and tried to take a riot shield. FBI investigators were tipped off to his involvement in the riot from a video he posted on Snapchat. 
The Marshalltown Community School District is canceling classes today and tomorrow because of a high number of students and staff absences due to illness. The district's superintendent says in a press release that the absences coupled with short-in-supply substitute staff have presented a significant challenge. With that in mind, the number of Iowans hospitalized who have tested positive for COVID-19 remains stable from last week. 256 Iowans hospitalized have tested positive for the virus. State health officials say nearly 5,000 positive tests were reported in the past seven days. That's up from last week. This is Here First from IPR News. Find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening. This IPR podcast is supported by Cultivating Compassion, the Dr. Richard Deming Foundation, fostering causes that enrich the community, generate understanding, and cultivate compassion, including above and beyond cancer.